The monkeys. The monkeys. The monkeys are listening, everybody. How's it going? This is another episode of... Oh, man. Adventure Game Hotspot Podcast. Those monkeys are going crazy. Are you guys hearing this? Are you guys hearing that? Oh, turning them off. Turn them off. As always, we have Jack. As used to be always, we have Adventure Game Geek back with us. And new, we have Matt. How the heck are you guys? Great. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm perfect. Perfect. How about you? And I also am well. I have my family in town. I literally ran inside and got everything set up over here. And uh, so now we're going we're gonna to make it happen. So it's a wonderful, wonderful week. So speaking of wonderful weeks, this is another episode. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a, at the end, stay at the end, it'll be top five female protagonists. And in the meantime, we're going to be talking about LucasArts and non-LucasArts and Sierra Adventure Games. We're going to throw a game out there, kind of go around the room, say yes, no, maybe so, and then comment on them a little bit. But uh, before we do that, Jack, what have we done? What's been going on at Adventure Game Hotspot website? And I can never even remember like more than the last few days because it's something every day, right? It's been a good week for uh, articles. We reviewed, um, oh, what did we review? Boy, I already forget. The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow mm -hmm. and uh, Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit. Plus, uh, I did a really fun interview with a couple of really fun Polish developers of a game on Kickstarter called Zid Journey. Dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaur themed game and i'm a total dinosaur fanatic from my youth so that was mm -hmm. kind of fun for me so and i think it was fun for them too but this is but we announced a whole bunch of more new games um new and out called necroboy path to evil ship um, which really cool looking 3d third person game where you summon minions to do your bidding and uh it looks really fun uh it's a christmas game this is kind of a devilish themed uh week mm -hmm. i guess there's a christmas game called azazel's christmas fable uh which you play like a, an imp from hell i guess who's, uh, okay <laughs> come up to destroy christmas for all the uh you know do-gooders in the world i and love that. another one called uh, orton was the case from the lead animator from it takes two which is really really fun looking games there's more too, but that's just the last few days. I can't even remember what happened before that. You know, I love that we're getting more Christmas games. There's something about the adventure game genre, I think because it's cozy. It's like a cozy type of genre that I every season I'm like, oh man, I wish there were more of these with like a Christmas feel to them. Yeah. And now yeah. there's a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was actually thinking like like the same thing earlier today. I was thinking, God, like, I really wish there was there was more Christmas themed adventure games because I'm I'm thinking ahead to like doing like you know like a Christmas special video and like what am I going to do? And and there's really not that many uh, you know Christmas themed games. Well, what so, you got to do yeah. is you got to review Jack's Christmas themed game that he had okay. made. That is oh, yeah? the groundbreaking title <laughs> in all this: the Christmas oh. Quest trilogy. Mm. Come on, Christmas Quest trilogy. And I played one of those last year. You got to pay for these other ones. <laughs> <laughs> so you just heard yeah, Matt. There's, there's Watch Over Christmas too. Is that other Christmas game that I think just came out this year? Or was that last year? Yeah, that that was last or year. Christmas like I did, I, I did that for Christmas last year. Yeah, that's 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 a great one. That's a great one. Yeah, but I believe they're planning on bringing out a voice pack this year. So oh, I didn't have voices when it was originally released. The real Santa? I know that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, I think they got him. Yeah, I don't know. Things are getting real. Things are getting real. Matt, so you've uh, we've heard your voice here. Tell us about you. What's what's the man behind that voice so far? <laughs> yeah, I broke podcast etiquette and I talked before I was introduced. Um, I'm a well, <laughs> nominally, I'm a writer for Adventure Game Hotspot. I haven't actually gotten any pieces. That's more <laughs> rumor than fact at this point, but. Uh... Yeah, there's there's some coming. I'm I'm a little bit slow. I've been in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. Go ahead, go ahead. Um. So, uh, yeah, and I'm just a I'm a big adventure game fan. I was an adventure game fan as a kid, and then took 
I think like everybody has this sort of thing, right? Where they, it's a genre they love as a kid, and then they take some time off to go live life or play other games, mm-hmm. and then at some point in their, you know, uh, late twenties, early thirties, it's like, you know, I loved those things, and you come back and you're like, these these games rule, and there's and now there's so many good adventure games that you're never. It's a genre you can never get tired of. There's just so much variety and so many cool games. So you said late 20s, early 30s. That's something here because is that really your age? You look like you're mid-20s. That is that yeah, is unfair. I get this all the time. <laughs> I've graduated just a couple of years ago. I was mm-hmm. st- They were still carding me for our movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But now I look mid-twenties, so thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> I guess I've grown a few wrinkles. <laughs> well, Matt, you said that you broke podcast etiquette. It's kind of my fault. I didn't officially introduce you before I went over to Jack, so that's kind of my bad. So, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, like, uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll jump on that grenade. So, uh, now we have Geek. He is back. He is uh, living in the Ook. He's back in the UK. He used to live in, in yeah. Jersey. Now he's in the Ook, and you just got done with Adventure X. Give us three minutes yep. breakdown as to how Adventure X was. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was awesome. Um. Like not only because you know it's a convention like all about adventure games, mm-hmm. and like you know everyone there is like either an adventure game fan or like a developer or, or whatever. But it's also the fact that um, you know, like the last couple years, um. It you know it was cancelled, mm-hmm. um, you know because of because of COVID. Um, so uh, yeah, like it, it feels really good to be like getting back to that because um, you know like I went there like four years ago and I had such a great time and it's only kind of like grown, you know like since since then. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know it was great. Yeah, so, so I got to meet you know like, like like the main reason I go is just to kind of like you know hang out with. Um, you know, other adventure game fans and, you know, like try out some of the new games that are on display, you know, like, you know, hear, hear what people have to say and stuff, uh, you know, and go to the after party afterwards, you know, and get and get all the swag and like all, all that kind of stuff. You so know. are you like a rock star at those things now? Does everybody know your name? It's like no. Cheers episode well, of Cheers? <laughs> no, 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 not really. Um, no, I, mean, I, I do. It, it is nice to get people like, can, you know, coming up to you and saying, "Oh, you know, like I, I, you know, I really like your videos and like all that stuff," and like you know, ask asking me, uh, you know, questions like, "Yeah, like, like when's when's your mom gonna be in like the next video?" <laughs> and it's it's like, well, yeah, my mom's too old now. Like she doesn't want to be in any more videos. Like she she, she was in a couple, like couple of videos before, and that's it. So uh, well, you, you know, but you just had her in one, didn't you? No, like I think that must have been like a couple years ago now. Oh. But, uh, uh, I might yeah. have just been creeping uh, on some older videos then. So, but but you know, what I, I just... of Adventure Game Geek's mom have you been watching? Oh, home videos. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but but yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was just just great to see you know to uh, to see people. You know, it's it, it, it's always a shame that like not everyone. You know, everyone can go. There's, you know, there's like some people that's mm-hmm. like too far away, or they can't go for one reason or another. But then, then you hope to see them, you know, like next year or or whatever. But uh, well, yeah. we Americans like, so, um, have packs, and and the the Ukes, the the Europeans have have the adventure game, adventure X. And so, I prefer the adventure. That's X. right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I live. Over here in the U.S., uh, uh, near Jersey, so we could have been pals, geek. Um, I'm sorry, but I, I didn't know you when I was over there. I'm no, sorry. I, Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I'm just goofing. But um, what would it be? I've thought before about going all the way to the U.K. to go to an Adventure X, but like, what is it like on a day? Like, what is? It, like to be on the ground at adventure X, like what do you do what do you do um well i mean as i as i said you just kind of like uh you know like hang hang out with people and you know like 
you know, like you talk, you talk to like developers, you talk to kind of you know other fans and stuff like that. You know, like you play, you play some of the games on dis- on display. You know, they have like usually like twenty games or so that like they're exhibiting, and you can like sit down and play the demo, talk to the developers, and such a and solitary ex- adventure games are such a solitary experience. Well, yeah, yeah. Like the only thing is that like some some adventure games you can only really appreciate them when you take the time kind of sit down at home you, yeah. you know and like take the time to play them i mean yeah it doesn't always work in like a, a convention environment where you've got like all this like buzz going on in the background but you you know but like i think it's enough where you get like you know just like a general sense of what the game is like you know yeah. and then i'll kind of go home and like you know if i'm interested i'll like pay more attention to it and then you have people all around you to talk to about it right when you're done to to Right, right. Exactly. I, 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 take, I take that opportunity to kind of like you know talk to the developers about uh, you know like uh, what you know what it's been like you know developing the game. Uh, you know, um, if if I have any trouble like playing, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of give me tips and stuff. I, I do enjoy getting any any swag that people are offering. You know, stickers or buttons or like you know whatever. Did you get you our know, swag from so. the AGH swag? That was being passed uh, no. out. Oh, are you serious? And I kept getting all sorts of different uh, Twitter messages and pictures of of people using wearing our our AGH buttons and stickers and stuff. Oh, oh, oh! Was it was there some AGH buttons there? I I, I must yeah. have missed them. I, I would I would have grabbed uh, grabbed a couple. Yeah. Well, you'll definitely be making a video probably today or tomorrow and putting um, it out on your channel so everybody can have a little bit of a right. I'm making a, uh, like a video just all about the convention, the people mm-hmm. I met there, um, like a selection of some of the, you know, some of the games that were being exhibited. Uh, I'm also putting out an interview I did with uh, the uh, the guys from Cloak and Dagger Games, mm-hmm. uh, who developed uh, Excavation of Hobbs Barrow, which uh, which is which is like yeah, if it, you know, I'm sure you guys have played it, or if you haven't, you definitely should. Just reviewed it. <laughs> Our AGH oh, just reviewed it. Oh, good. So that's a, actually a nice little transition point there. We talked about uh, um, Hod's Barrow, which is a non-LucasArts, non-Sierra game. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about those. So I'm going to throw out a game. You guys tell me if you like it, don't like it, indifferent, didn't play it. And uh, then we'll talk about it a little bit. First one's going to be the Feeble Files. Let's start with Matt. How about we always start with Matt and then go around the room. I've never played the Feeble Files. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I, I got to admit, I've never played it either. Although I own a German box version of the game, mm-hmm. Jack. <laughs> so, so there you go. So there's that. I played it, and I sort of really liked the the look mm-hmm. and the vibe of it. But man, was it hard! But, like, I kind of suck at adventure games anyway, so every time I say something is hard, take that with a grain of salt. But uh, but it was hard. This is one of those games that everybody says is such an incredible game that I just couldn't get into. I mean, I, I really, really... It, I, I didn't necessarily like the theme. I did. It looks beautiful, but uh, I couldn't get into it. And it was one of the games that I started and, and, and never finished. But it's on my to-do list. You know, I think that game sort of developed in popularity because Mm -hmm. it was so rare for Mm -hmm. the longest time Mm -hmm. it was kind of this you know hidden gem that those who played it really raved about it and so everyone else really wanted to try it and now it's available anywhere and people are just going oh okay it's kind of you know 25 year old what was what was the fuss all about but (laughs) the forbidden fruit mystique goes a long way all right. Hopefully, we get more than more than a couple people playing this next one. We're going to talk about just talk the entire series, the Journeyman Project series. Oh man, no! <laughs> and in Spanish, no. <laughs> Geek, I I'm I'm the same as Matt. Sorry. Okay. This is a this is a terrible segment. This is this is I pitched this segment. I, Jack said before he goes, man, I hope we choose ones that we've all played. No, I'll I'll, I'll choose better here, Jack. Now, I was worried that you'd pick games that I hadn't played, but mm-hmm. you ended up picking the ones I have played. I have played all three of those, mm-hmm. and uh, an interesting series. The first one was kind wow. of really the 
groundbreaking game that Mist gets credit for. It's mm-hmm. sort of the first person, um, you know, exploration type game. But uh, but I didn't really think much of the game. Second one, big jump up, but lots of FMV stuff like that. But the third one to me is where it really came into its own. Lots of like you do different identity hopping. You mm-hmm. jump into different characters from different time periods. Uh, in history so it was a really unique idea and, and it was funny so that's always a plus for me i love the series and i can't say anything different than what you said i didn't enjoy the first one not at all two was 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 really good and three was great like like phenomenal absolutely absolutely phenomenal and i'm not the type of fan who likes those style of games that's not my first choice of games but if i'm gonna choose like that style i'm gonna i'm gonna German projects where it's at. Now I think I'm gonna get a little bit better one. I'm I'm shooting better here. We're gonna go whole series. Okay. Oh boy. Simon the Sorcerer. Okay. Yeah. Um we're gonna go round and then yeah, talk then we can about talk. more yeah. in a bit, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm lukewarm on Simon the Sorcerer. Just kind of there, okay. Yeah. Uh I have have uh, a bit of nostalgia about Simon the Sorcerer because I, I played it when I was a kid mm-hmm. on on the Amiga, and uh, I've always been into you know that kind of you know like uh, that kind of fantasy genre. So uh, I really liked it as a kid. Like when I replayed it more recently, I guess I didn't like it uh, quite quite as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's there's a lot of humor in it, but there's there's like so many there's so many references. There's almost like too many kind of pop culture references in there. I yeah. Feel. You know, it's like, it, 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 it kind of gets a bit, uh, like, you know, like a bit, a bit much sometimes. It's like, you know, you've got, you got like Gollum from Lord of the Rings in there or like, you know, whatever. And so, uh, so that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a yes and a no. Okay. Jack. <laughs> a yes, a yes and a no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sort of like it. I don't, I don't love the early one as much, the early mm-hmm. ones as much as a lot of people do. And I don't hate the later ones as much as a lot of people do. So I'm kind of like more of a steady stream right through the middle of the entire series, including number five, which you can't even buy anymore. Well, I'll take uh, my moment to talk and say hello to the the gentlemen that are in our chat. They're saying hi to you guys. I don't know if you guys are watching as well. We have Alexander VHM who's talking and, and Lutfi. I think I... I know I butcher those names all the time, but thank you guys. In regards to to Discworld, oh. I'm just Discworld. I'm not Discworld. Sorry, <laughs> Simon the Sorcerer, which is <laughs> another Discworld game. What, what okay, the next one's gonna be. For that it's, right now. it's just kind of there. I you know I kind of liked one and two. I li- actually I liked it a lot when I was younger. But it wasn't as good as I remembered. And I'm opposite of you, Jack. I despise the later ones. Absolutely despise. Now, with that said, I'm super excited about the upcoming um, mm. Simon the Sorcerer game. Yeah. Very, very excited. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with the I, the problem I had with the Simon the Sorcerer mm-hmm. games is they were perfectly functional and fine point-and-click mm-hmm. adventure games, but like they were so visually and uh, like audibly cluttered there was just so much going on on every screen i think it sort of like it was headache inducing wow um, you're right i hadn't really thought about that it was like i don't know it's going from like a lucas arts game right to mm-hmm. a simon the sorcerer game is like going from say adventure time to i don't know any other nickelodeon or cartoon network cartoon where you're going from something that's like a little gentler and thought more thoughtful to something that's just really in your face and just really coming at you at all moments. And I think like that's, I, I think I would enjoy the Simon the Sorcerer games if I was in the exact right mood for them. And what would that exact right mood for it be? I don't know, Mitt drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, th- I think, I think I should try that, that uh, the next, the next time I play them. Uh, <laughs> any of the, like, the one genre of games that don't go well when you're drunk <laughs> so think, uh, people's hang on a second i think people's problems with the later ones mm-hmm. is if you took the simon sorcerer name off it and just made them more generic characters i think people go oh, this is a decent game mm-hmm. but they didn't feel like simon the sorcerer games and people sort of felt betrayed by that and anytime 
you know, a series radically changes to something, you know, that people aren't used to, there's kind of always a mm-hmm. resistance and, you know. I truly just didn't like the changes. I, I, did, I really didn't like them. Uh, I'm I'm open-minded for the most part, and I'll give I'll give everything a try. But well, what I, didn't you like? The three D art style for one is is it threw me off, and then I'd also gotten used to the voice of one and two, and then after that it was a new voice, and I just it killed me, man. I couldn't do it; like it threw it off and, entirely. But yeah, and, that's really hard mm-hmm. in a series when the, when a voice changes, mm-hmm. and I don't know it's, why it was that a big is. Change too, because the mm-hmm. next voice can be just as good as the first one, but there's something about. Mm-hmm. There's something that hits your brain wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, whether it's conscious or subconscious, you know, it it, it throws you off immediately. This is this is good good chatter here. I like this. Hopefully, we can continue this on the next game. Uh, so the next oh, one. Uh, uh, oh, please, so, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Sorry, Joshua. One one thing I was going to say that I I didn't realize um like when I was a kid because I didn't really kind of do any kind of background research on the companies so much, mm-hmm. like, that the produced the games. But I only realized later that AdventureSoft was, like, originally, like, Horrorsoft, like, and made, like, the Elvira games, which is, which, like... Whoa! Which I, yeah, which I was so... I, I was like, really surprised. I was like, God, the, this is so totally different. Like, you would never have thought it was, like, the same company. Really? Or, like, a, oh, yeah, or, like, just with, a, like, like, a different name. But, yeah, so... This Damn. is what you get from Adventure Game Geek. He he reaches deep down and gives you the nitty and the gritty. <laughs> I love it. So we're gonna jump to the the Sherlock Holmes games, and uh, let's 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 eliminate the lost files. Everybody knows we've talked about uh-huh. that so many different times. Let's eliminate the lost files. Do you want to? Well, let's throw them in there. No, no, you're the I, guest. I've played pretty much. Um, I think the last of three I haven't gotten to yet, but I've played pretty much every Sherlock Holmes game. I've mm-hmm. played um, the Lost Files games. I've played the... Uh, oh, man, what were those? Like the Awakened, talk- the Frog... Uh, well, let's separate no, the yeah, two. Frog- let's let's frog- separate the two. Let's start with Lost Files, then. Yes, no, maybe so. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Geek? We already know your answer. Which which is what? No no no! I haven't played them. Yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't actually pay too much attention to them until mm-hmm. Joshua uh, was like talking about how they're like you know some of his like favorite games, mm-hmm. and yeah. now I feel I need to pay more attention to them. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jack. Uh, Never played them. Oh, uh, Jack! God, I gotta recommend it, man. It's it's a it's it's they're so good. Specifically, if I could get them anymore. I would, but uh, you know you they were already them. abandoned. Mm-hmm. Where by the time I'd even heard of them, so and you can't get them on on GOG or or Steam either. And so, so there must be um, uh, as Weird Al says, there's very probably no way to get them, and you must have like a torrent of reasons why you want them, but. There's probably no way. Jeez, if only I could read between the lines, I might know what you were saying there. <laughs> <laughs> a tor- <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, yeah, the, the the serrated scalpel is just really like a... Um, it feels like it's it's just... It fits right into those pixel art 2D mm-hmm. classics. It's really... It's got so much going for it, and... It's beautiful. Um, and then the rose tattoo is doing every cool thing that the um, FMV... Like, it's one of the best FMV games I've ever played. You know, it's got that FMV character walking around photographic um, uh, backgrounds. But it's just, it you know... It doesn't feel FMV, too. It's like got the yeah. FMV, the good things of what FMV is, and, and not a lot of the bad. It's not that corny, mm-hmm. um, but corny enough to, you know, give you a chuckle every now and then. Fencotas says that uh, the case of the serrated scalpel is his favorite adventure game of all time. And I wouldn't go Fencotas. that far, but it's, it's definitely up there because there's so much stuff that you could do. You could do everything. You can interact with everything. And it's so good. It's so good. Uh, so let's talk about the other ones then. Uh, the, the later games, I guess you could call it from... The well, adventure. I also want to give a shout out to the earlier games, which is the uh, consulting detective games. Ooh, that's rough. Those, 
I love those. They're the the FMV acting's kind of weird, mm-hmm. um, but it's a sort of like deduction style game mm-hmm. that you won't see again in adventure games until Return of the Obra Dinn and uh, Case of the Golden Idol and stuff. Like it's you have to take a pen and paper, write down your observations, and really like think about it or talk to people in the room and like like wait, who do you think? was there on that night and had the means and motive and opportunity, right? Like, it's... They're really cool games. Anyway. They feel like work. They, they feel like work to me. Like, legit work. Like, I, I want to have, like, some level of convenience to my uh, to my gaming, though. That's my thoughts on that. <laughs> actually, one, one, one thing I do want to say is, like, I, I would have I actually guessed that, that Matt is, um, like, a, a Sherlock Holmes fan, because, like, he looks like he's kind of dressed and and ready to go to like play those Ooh. games like he's wearing this like you know very very uh very smart shirt in and, character uh, and <laughs> and everything and and like he's huh what's I'm that pull up my pipe at some point during this <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've got a pipe there and you've got, got a pencil in hand like ready to take notes and stuff like he he looks like a real uh detective so so what yeah. about the other speak what about the other Frog games here. Yeah, the Frogwares games, I like them. I like them a lot. Uh, they're very, they're weird. They're clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of bad choices in every Sherlock Holmes Frogware games game, but there's a lot more good than bad. Geek, yes or no? Or maybe so? Uh, are we still talking about Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, the the later games, the, the adventure game company, the Frogwares versions. I, I don't really know. Sorry, I don't really okay. know anything about. I I only, I only played one Sherlock Holmes game, uh, which was Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. Oh yeah, yeah that that's, yeah. that's a different type of game. Okay, though. yeah. So I did I did play that. That that was the only one. Yeah. Jack. Yeah, I like them. Um, I, I think my only complaint is that. You know, the later on, uh, you know, they've gotten sort of bigger in sort of the Frogwares is getting into kind of open world games and just like huge, expansive environments and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I just tend to find that a little too daunting. Um, I like it a little bit more self-contained. So so I haven't played the last couple, but uh, but they're really well made games, I thought. I'm going to say no, I don't really care for them. Um, The only one that was like... I kind of enjoyed a little bit was the awaken. Um, so, but however, I am uh, excited to play the the newer one that came out earlier this year. That's uh, you, you said that's open the open world one. I'm definitely interested in in this in that one because I'm kind of veering that way, you know, a little bit different than the typical adventure games. And so, well, based on well, to piggyback on what Jack said about mm-hmm. the open worlds, so that's one of the choices that I'm saying. Um, are kind of bad about those games is uh, even uh, even as back as far as like the awakened, they give you this huge three D world to explore, mm-hmm. and then they scatter these tiny little clues or hints amongst it, and it could have been one screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's throw in the Star Trek Judgment rights. Anybody play those? No, no, and I'm a major Star Trek fan. No, I'm a big Star Trek fan, but I never played the game. I haven't, I haven't gotten too deep into into any of those, and so we'll just uh, skip right by. Let's kind of go. We talked about this a little bit. Let's kind of go into Discworld. This is a, a very divisive conversation to have about Discworld. You either love it or you hate it. It seems like. So, what do you guys think? I, I I tried to play one of them. Um, it was really difficult, and it's it had that sort of same <laughs> grating kind of humor that Simon the Sorcerer had, which it's, it seemed a little funnier than Simon the Sorcerer. Do you, but do you just I think I dislike? Mood. Do you just dislike Europeans? Is that what it is? Like <laughs> you, cut, he's coming for you. He's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> no answer. No response. <laughs> I guess. How do I respond to that? To that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, no, I love, I love all Europeans. <laughs> you can all come to my, come stay at English my house. English humor is that, is that including British people? 
I love British people so much. Okay, thanks. You're not quite as good as the Scottish, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it every day. What do you think, Geek? Um, actually, uh, I've I've never really played um the the Discworld games. Um, I I tried reading the books when I was a kid, and I never really kind of got into them. I mean, mm-hmm. like the whole kind of thing about you know being on the back of the tur- the flying turtle. And, and all that i don't know like i, I never really understood it um but uh yeah I, I actually met someone at adventure adventure x who who um uh mentioned Discworld and you know mm-hmm. saying that it's like you know like one of the hardest uh adventure games and like to finish you, you pretty much have to have a walkthrough in order to get through it so i kind of took that as a challenge i said well if i ever play Discworld, i'm going to try and play it without a walkthrough so you know we'll we'll see how that goes <laughs> you 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 won't beat it. I'll tell you right now without a walkthrough. No, is, is, is that just because there's so much moon logic? It's just I mean, like I think they mentioned something that was just, just it sounded totally ridiculous. Uh, so, so we've never cursed before on this show, but it's it's batshit crazy. <laughs> no, actually, Space Quest historian said that like on on the show before. It's it's insanity. Uh, Jack, what do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mostly agree with Matt. Um, very you know everything but the kitchen sink kind of humor and mm-hmm. you know story elements and stuff like that and yes extremely hard but i already confessed how terrible i am at adventure games mm-hmm. so i kind of like that everyone finds it hard because then i don't feel as dumb but uh but Discworld noir is where the series really excelled total change of tone and vibe and stuff but it was so 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 good Jack, really subtly funny and not that same in your face style. You and I are very alike. It seems like on on our likes and uh, no, I'm, uh, that I'm are a little disturbed by that. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> it, yes. Well, you but should yeah, be. Some weird gaming, weird adventure, gaming adventure. You have I'm the same thoughts, thought, the same thoughts that a lot of that I have. That are a lot of people. Like we we talked about uh, the same type of games when it comes to like Amnesia, um, Bioshock, and um, L.A. Noir, and there's a lot of these things. And yeah, um, one and two, I like again. Everybody knows my thoughts. I tried to like them, but they are just insane. They're it's it's dirty how how wrong they do us on some of those those puzzles. And you don't have to be smart to to get those puzzles you just have to try everything every every time to to get by them and just world noir is incredible i think i had it like number 15 all time or 16 all time on my top 100 list um so yeah and uh and i also don't like um what's the what's the the actor's name rinse world what's the the, the actor that played the rinse world uh, eric idol i don't i don't like any of his movies like my wife gets mad at me all the time because she loves them all. It just—it's annoying to me. I don't as, like as 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 a British person, I'm offended. That's right. <laughs> like I don't like British humor. Apparently, <laughs> nope, don't like them. And I'm supposed to be the one who hates British people. Oh, I just I, I just kind of <laughs> threw that out there so yeah. that, that you can throw it back I at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Zork series, and I'm not talking about text adventures because, frankly, I've never played a text adventure game. So I'll tell you that right now. But starting at want some rye? Like, of course you do. What do you guys think of Zork? <laughs> never played a Zork. Wow. Okay. I, I played some of the um, like, like like which which is the the one with FMV uh, or the, there's a few. But, well, uh, there's FMV in the in Return to Zork and a little bit. In, I think yeah, it's it's Return to Zork. Mm-hmm. I I tried playing like Return to Zork and just you know only only got so far and then kind of gave up because it's just it's just a bit too it, it's kind of too wacky for me. Hmm. Like I just didn't. It's just like really just a bit too weird you know okay so yeah about you jack okay i refuse to be bound by your restrictions and i am going to go back to the text adventure okay yeah because that was my very first uh, introduction to the adventure genre really okay uh, and i was like way back in high school i think um games were not a thing then you know yes i'm that old let's not talk about <laughs> it um 
But uh, I had a teacher who, you know, I don't even know why. He had a sense that I might like it. He said, here, you know, I'm going to loan you this computer. You let me take the computer home for the weekend, me and a, a friend. So I think you'll really like this. Give it a try. It's a sort of an interactive story. And we took it home, and the weekend was just lost to playing the game together, just like all night. You know, text adventures are actually really awesome um, sort of multiplayer games. If you've got someone else in the room that you can sort of throw out suggestions and play together. But uh, so anyway, that was my first introduction to the genre. So I'll always have a soft spot for the original Zorks. But um, I didn't play Return to Zork. Um, Zork Nemesis is incredibly popular, but it was very puzzle centric. And there's me in puzzles again. So it didn't really jive with me. But uh, Zork Grand Inquisitor was awesome. We got an origin story from Jack. Aww. I think yeah. <laughs> with, when it comes to me, I, I think I like the nostalgia of Return to Zork, and it kind of carried me through the other games more than it would if I didn't have an affinity for Return to Zork. But uh, that's not really a scientific answer. Just nostalgia is a, it's it's a cop out answer. But so real though. And someone yeah, in, I, go I ahead. Think Sorry about Zork. Sorry. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead, Geek. Yeah, uh, no, I, I was just going to say that I, I, I kind of wish I had an origin story like 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 Jack's because I, I kind of missed out on uh, text adventures growing up, and um, I was doing I was actually filming a video with, with with a friend of mine when I was back in back in the states, and like he grew up with text adventures. He was like telling me all about it, and uh, you know, like about how they he kind of used to like you know type, uh, print everything out. And kind of on these like reams of paper, and kind of like take it home and study it and stuff like that. And you, you know, like, I, I'm I'm sure I would have loved that as a kid, but it, I, I just kind of missed out on it because I was born too late, I guess. So, so you know, so, so so that that's the advantage when Jack talks about being too old. Like that's the advantage. Jack's that, not that, that much he, older he, than he, us. They well, got to experience that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt. Oh, no, I was just going to say Zork is my favorite uh, alternative wine closure for still wines that seals like a screw cap and pops like a cork created by an Australian <laughs> company of the same name. And so I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's how I feel about I'm gonna it go with, I'm going to go with yes. Yes, for alternative wine popping. Yeah, I'm looking on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go with one more. This is a request um, in the chat to talk about the Nancy Drew games. Let's go let's go around the room for Nancy Drew. Whew, I've never played one. There's mm -hmm. so many. So many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I'm not really sure how 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 many there are. Yeah, like I I mean like yeah, if uh I I'm not the Nancy Drew expert. Like that's Argelfump. He's the Nancy Argelfump. Drew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you tried any of those? Yeah, I played about half of them. I think there are about like 33 or 34 wow. of them at this point. So, uh, and I tried to keep up with them and I managed to, you know, last about halfway through and then kind of, no, 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 I can't do it anymore. Just kidding. Um, not a fan. And this apparently is not a popular opinion, but I don't like the voice acting in that at all. I think the, the actress, very accomplished voice actress, mm -hmm. and I'm not at all questioning her ability but she just does not sound like a teenage girl to me. It, she sounds like an older woman trying to sound younger. And it, to me, that's just nails on a chalkboard the entire time I'm playing. So I just, I can't get past it. So oh, man. I actually, I was like the one person who celebrated when her interactive said, we're going to change the voice actress. I'm going, yes. And then <laughs> her interactive blew up and, you know, we never saw another game. Oh, really? I didn't know that about her interactive. Well, technically they didn't, but, uh, you know, there's been one game in, like, seven years or something like that, and, you know. Ah, uh, wow, so for a series that you didn't really like, you played half of them, and that doesn't well, sound like too to big of a thing, but... Because I was running Adventure Gamers at the time, mm -hmm. I tried to, you know, stay in Relevant. tune with what was happening, so... I've played none of them, and I've heard that they were really good, however, I've just... I. It says Nancy Drew, and immediately I I figure I'd try something else. But if people says it's good, I'll I'll give it a try. And so, 
Is that, are they not in an object master? game? What's that? Sorry. What's that, Jack? I just, did I manage to offend our question asker uh, by oh. my complaints about Lenny Manella, I think is her name. Yeah, no. Um, I don't, they haven't responded back, but I want you guys to tell me what's the best Nancy Drew game. So let me know, let us know what the best Nancy Drew game for us to, to get started, to capture us in that. So we're let's do a rapid fire one real quick, a couple rapid fires, go around the room real quick, and then we'll jump into the, the final segment. Machinarium. Yes. Oh, yes. Geek. Mm, played it. Jack. Big sorry. Time, yeah. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> uh, it, I, I, it's just kind of there for me. People hate me. Hate me for this. Um, Blade Runner. Didn't play. Okay. Uh, I haven't played all of it, but I already really like it. I'm just waiting for a good time to sit down and appreciate it, just like I love the movie. Okay. Jack? Appreciated it more than I liked it. I, I really wanted to like it more than I did. Ooh, that's a very detailed and specific answer. I like that. Heavy Rain. <laughs> Didn't play it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not me neither, sorry. I kind of missed it. Would you say Heavy Rain or heavy, Kathy Rain? Heavy Rain. <laughs> heavy Rain? Mm-hmm. Um, disappointed, uh, which surprised hmm. me. I, I was, I think there was too much hype going into it, yeah. I think, and you know, it was just really, really clunky, and I couldn't get past it. I, I haven't played that one. Uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney games. Yeah, they're so good. Mm, nope, sorry, Matt. I haven't played them. <laughs> Geek! <laughs> Geek! Come! <laughs> Jack? Well, they're great games, but and I'm going to make a gross generalization here, but it's absolutely true. Like so many Japanese games, it is so overwritten. Mm. It's just like, oh, yeah. get an editor. <laughs> get an editor. So I don't have to waste 40 hours of my time when 20 would have done. But uh, great games, though. I have uh, never played them. Honestly, I didn't even know that they were adventure games until a couple of years ago when I actually looked at them a little bit more and i just was turned off immediately because it just didn't seem like something i would enjoy in an adventure game but i hear they're great still life real quick one more any of the games geek long time ago i think i enjoyed it can't remember jack yeah i really liked it really liked number one number two was dreadful oh man see for some reason i was like it's been a long time but i was thinking the other way around uh, I was thinking. I doubt it. it. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right though. But that it that series changed so dramatically as as the series progressed. It's like for, especially between two and three because like different protagonists and, and stuff. You think it's Siberia? No, no, still life. The no, still life only had two games. Well, then they had another one with it's like his sister or his his mother or something. No. Oh, okay. Well, well, there was post mortem, which was which came before the still lies. But I doubt that's what you're thinking. That of. that is what I'm thinking. I didn't realize that it was a is was it like a precursor to still life then? Was yes, it, uh, but I think. But I think it came out first, so it was just the oh, first game. Did it have a female protagonist in it? Man, okay. <laughs> you know my memory. Don't ask me to go back that far. All right. Well, let's let's kill it on this because uh, that didn't end the way I liked it to, to for that. Let's let's talk about Beneath the Still Sky. Yes, no, maybe so. Ah oh, man, this is the rapid fire round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think overall, yes. Geek, <laughs> he so wants to say more. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Geek. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's one of those games that, that, that pe- people keep telling me it's like one of their favorite adventure games, and mm-hmm. like I kind of have to be honest, it's not one of my favorite adventure games at all. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, Jack. So. Yeah, not one of my favorites either. You know, a certainly decent enough, enjoyable game, but no more. Definitely one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites. Okay, so that was the the round the room non Lucas Arts non Sierra adventure game talk. What do you guys think of that segment? I think we're gonna can that one. Not bring it back. What do you think? Or maybe I, just like I, I'll I, give a script. I, 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 feel, I feel like I gotta go away and play more adventure games. Uh, really. 
There's so many, yeah, man. You, Nobody could play everything. Me. It, it was a shameful <laughs> showing on our part. There's so many that we hadn't played. So yeah, maybe it adds up next time. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it, maybe it, if we had a script that we agreed upon, uh, let's go into things that I know we're all going to agree upon the same characters, female protagonists. So we're going to go around the room again and guess first. So Matt, you're going to go first. We're all going to choose our female protagonist. And if we step on each other, that's okay. We could just agree, you know, so, because otherwise if we're drafting players, <laughs> we'll call them players, then it's going to be rough. <laughs> so Matt, go ahead and go first. This, yeah, this is an interesting one because I was, I was thinking about it and early adventure games, not a lot of female no. protagonists. No. Um, uh, so I thought so most of mine are a lot more recent and I'm going to start with um I'm going to start with Thomasina Bateman from the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. She's she's a, she's thoughtful, she's smart, she's like um she's tough as nail like she's uh, existing as an antiquarian which was a, at that point a traditionally male mm -hmm. uh profession in what is that? Would it be the 20s, the 30s? When does that game take place? Early 1900s. And, you know, and she seems to have absolutely no reserves about living this life and going on these adventures as a woman. And she's got complex relationships to her past and her father. And she's, I think she's a great protagonist. Okay. Geek? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Matt on that, like yeah, she she was also uh, on on my list, so I I don't have have much more to add uh, to that. Like, uh, sh sh what's that? You sniped it. I sniped your. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that gonna be okay, on your list, Geek? Sorry, sorry. I'll just choose another one then. Um, okay, I'll I'll choose one actually for a game um, that hasn't even been released yet, uh, which is uh, Rosewater. Uh, from uh, Gr uh, Grindelwald games, um, yeah, like like the character in that, you know, it's kind of like a Wild West setting, and and the character in that uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, Thomasina Bateman, uh, except that she's uh, like a journalist. Um, Have you beta tested uh, yeah, that like, or I've, something? I played the demo for that, and like from, okay. yeah, from, from what I've seen, mm -hmm. like she's just like kind of really really solid, well rounded character. Oh wait, uh, did it freeze? No, you're good. Whoops. You're good, and we can see you. Have I frozen? Yeah, I, we can hear you. Well, let's jump over uh, to Jack. Oh, I think we lost Jack. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to me. Hey, he's coming back in. So uh, we'll, we'll come to Jack in a second. I'm going to go with uh, with Razor. You said that there's not a lot of adventure game uh, protagonists, female protagonists. I know it's not like a, a primary type of thing, but I'm going to go with Razor from Maniac Mansion because um, she's like a punk rock singer. And when I was a kid, that was everything, you know? <laughs> she's one of the two that can pop the hamster. They pop the hamster, man. <laughs> Jack's back. Only Who do you got? Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, everything just froze up on me. So mm -hmm. I was yeah, so in a frozen <laughs> time zone there for all of my own. So I had to go with Clementine from The Walking Dead. Uh, what yes. a story arc this little girl had. I call her a little girl. She started out as a little girl. Mm -hmm. But, well, and she's still pretty young um, at the end of the series. But, man, is she ever, like, she grew up far, far, far too soon. But, uh you know, never lost her humanity. You know, The Walking Dead, of course, is all about, you know, zombies and stuff like that. So, and she's basically seen everyone she's ever cared about, you know, killed along the way. So, um, you know, she, she, she never loses her humanity. And but and she becomes a real badass by the end, because <laughs> you have to be to survive in an age like that. But I also have to say, voiced to perfection by yeah. Melissa Hutchinson. Hutchison. Um, I just, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we oh, can hear boy. you. I yeah. think I'm frozen again. Well, no, 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 no. I'll just finish and say, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I said earlier that, uh, you know, voicing younger people is, is difficult, but Melissa did it absolutely perfectly. Those, those, that whole series is heavy production. All of those Telltale games, they put some serious production into those. 
All right, Matt, who you got? Yeah, I just want to add to the Clementine thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting because I can't think of another piece of fiction where you feel that attached. Maybe like um, Arya Stark in uh, Game of Thrones or something, mm-hmm. but where you feel that attached, you feel like you're growing up. You're watching this person grow up. You're watching them go through things and become something different than they started. Like you see a recombinant. Anyway, yeah, I absolutely agree with the Clementine. Um, for my pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna do another very recent one. I'm gonna say Sable from the game Sable, hmm. um, because she's she's just it's a very relatable um, character. She's you, you come ac- across her at this moment in her life where she has to go on a journey to pick who she's going to be for the rest of her life, and that's the decision that you have to make at the end of the game. I don't think that's a spoiler because they, they no. spelled it out pretty well at the beginning. Um, and so you're this character going on this this really just like cool open world world spanning adventure, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're having to deal with she, you as her are having to deal with this idea of like the attachments to your family and not wanting to leave your old life behind because you love and have affection for that life and those people so much, but knowing that you have to, knowing that like the world is so full of possibility and, um, I think that's just like, that's really, really relatable. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go with Sable from Sable. And geek. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Laura Bow. From uh, from Colonel Colonel's bequest and Dagger of Amon Ra. So yeah, like you know, like you you were talking about Nancy Drew earlier. So mm-hmm. like for me, like you know, Laura Bow is like my Nancy Drew, mm-hmm. um, and I just I really love those games. And uh, yeah, like I I I, uh, I actually totally forgot there's supposed to be another one coming out, but I haven't really heard much about it, so I don't know what the status of that is. Like the uh, mechanical codex. They actually just talked with them the other day, and they're they're still heavy in production. However, we don't know like what kind of release it's going to be because they're uh, working on licensing. So, yeah, I'm interested. I've been following that heavily as well. What do you got, Jack? Um, well, fingers crossed, I can get through an answer without uh, getting booted out again. Why don't you give um, us your last did, two? Did, did my praise for Melissa Hutchison make it into my yes. eyes? Oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. I just because she deserves every accolade I can throw her away. Um, I'm going to pick somebody who spends the entire game in a coma, but uh, does it a whole lot more interestingly than you'd think. It's Zoe Castillo from Dreamfall. Um, She probably isn't the first, the longest journey Mm -hmm. female protagonist that people think of, but I really liked Zoe. She was kind of a young girl in sort of a modern-day Casablanca and looking for her boyfriend and I just I really I really liked her she felt sort of lived in and relatable and and uh, had kind of a sweetness but strength too so I really liked her and she was also voiced perfectly but I I forget the actress's name so you love those production values (laughs) that's a big that's big for you yeah um longest journey games well, that's actually one that I considered. A very elegant character, but I, I guess I'll go with, with April Ryan. Probably the earlier parts of, of April Ryan, you know, as she was still kind of um, oblivious to what's going on in her life, you know, prior to really starting to come into her own. She's a, uh, it's just a, a charming, charming character. Yeah, as the game progresses, you know she's she's starting to see some things, and so she's a little bit rough around the edges, you know, as the game goes on. But uh, April Ryan, for sure. April Ryan still has a bit of an edge in the first game, the way she sure. deals with what's that guy's name, Zach. Yeah, shows well. <laughs> so she's she's got a little bit of a remind remind me what what happens. Um, that was the um, the creep that lived in the apartment with her. All you had to say is the creep. Okay, you're good. <laughs> gotcha. um, 
Okay, let me think. I had five initially, so let me try and pick which one. You know, I'm going to go with um, the coolest one, uh, which is Lady Love Dies from Paradise Killer. Um, hmm. She doesn't go through a lot of growth. She's not very relatable, but she's cool, and she's funny, and she's sexy, and she's stylish, and she's just a rad, just like tough-as-nails detective character to play. She's um, She's got witty dialogue, and she looks awesome. Okay. Last one, Geek. Make a count. Well, name, her name is Lady Love Dies. Lady Love Dies. <laughs> How could you go wrong? <laughs> What's, uh, sorry, sorry, Matt. What's that called? Paradise Killer? Paradise Lady Killer, Lady yeah. Lady. Okay. That sounds interesting. Lady Love um, Dies. I don't, yeah, I, I, I had... I had five, and it's it's a really it's a really tough uh, tough choice. But um, I I think I'll choose um, actually uh, two characters two characters in the same game, um, Rosella and Valenice from King's Quest uh, Seven, uh, which 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 Joshua always has a hard time remembering the names. I think <laughs> I think like Valenice's name. I think. Oh yeah, just the, the old lady <laughs> from King's Quest Seven. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, like 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 what I love about that is it's not often that you get to control not one but two like female protagonists in the same game, and it's it's also like the age differences between them, you know, and you know you play like an older older lady and like a you know a, a younger girl, and uh, I just I love the kind of dynamic and uh, the comparison between the two and how each of them kind of like reacts to like the the same situation the situations that they're in. Like and the so, dichotomy uh, between so yeah, the young it's, and old. It's kind of a unique game in that respect, and uh, hmm. yeah, I, I, you know, I love, I love King's Quest. So you know. while you're there, let me just take a quick thirty seconds. What is the time difference between King's Quest Five and King's Quest Seven? Because she looks so different between the end of King's Quest Five and her in King's Quest Seven, age wise. Is there? Are, is you, there... Talking, are you talking about Rosella? Uh, no, Valenice. Oh, Valenice? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh you're talking about the... End, oh, I see. Like, the ending scene yeah. in King's Quest uh, Five. you mean. Yeah. Right. She looks uh, She looks like she's maybe, maybe 45, 50 in that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. I hadn't really, uh, I hadn't really considered that. All right. Sorry for derailing everybody. Sorry. Jack, what do you got? <laughs> Let's make sure we get Jack in before we lose, we lose him. <laughs> Oh boy, I don't know. It's it's hard to narrow down the last one. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with one that you don't actually even see much in the game, but it's Mina from Return to Mysterious Island. Uh, it's a first-person game, mm. so you only ever see her in the odd sort of hand-sketched, uh, you know, stills. But she's a really strong uh, young woman, and I just I absolutely love her relationship with the monkey that she befriends early in the game, and it just it just adds. Just a, a real humanity to a game that otherwise, you know, would be too isolated and lonely because she's all alone on an, you know, an island, obviously. So, so good protagonist. Well, I had another one in mind, but someone reminded me uh, in the stream here, and I'm going to take theirs. I'm going to go with Sophia from Fate of Atlantis. Now, she's the true tough guy. The true tough guy in, in Indiana Jones' Fate of Atlantis. I, I think she's tougher than, than Indy. You want to talk about a, a strong-willed, strong like woman in general, that's that's Sophia in that game. And her dialogue, I think, is is incredible. I love I love the dialogue that they penned for, for her in the game. And so I'm going to go with Sophia Hapgood. Hapgood. Yeah. I th that's it, right? That's it. We got it. Can, you want to go around the room one more time? No, no, yeah. no, no analysis. No analysis. We'll just do one, one honorable mention. Throw it out there. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, Allison Ronan from tell me why. Tell me why. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, it's just because of that song. It's the only reason. No, 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 she's just, she's, uh, you know, she's just, um, much like I said about Sable, she's just got a lot of like relatable um, coming of age stuff going on with her, and 
She specifically, because of the drama of that game, has like, um, you know, she's got the biggest, besides Clementine, maybe, she's got the most biggest growth arc I've ever seen in a game where she starts that game just believing one thing about her life. And by the end, the, the everything she believed about her youth is completely turned upside down. And she's, um, and she has to deal with it throughout the game. And she has a panic attack during the game, which I find very relatable. Oh, wow. Okay. So since you have panic attacks, I guess I won't get mad at you for breaking the rules and, and going a little bit further on. <laughs> I'm playing with you. I got to play that game though. Geek, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, like uh, this, this might be a slightly un unusual choice because not everyone would think of this one. Um, would be uh like Susan Ashworth um or the the cat lady um i don't i don't know if if you're familiar with that but what's it uh, from it's like, like like a very kind of like very psychologically uh complex character oh the game the um, cat lady <laughs> what's that is it the game the cat lady yeah 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 from mm. from the cat lady yeah yeah gotcha um oh and and, and also i mean i i could also say Lorelai as well <laughs> from from the other game as well so like yeah like those those are just kind of very kind of complex kind of female characters um, in a game that's also very complex and psychological, which I love. So. And Jack? And from one psychologically complex character to another, I'm going to go with Edna from the Edna and Harvey games. I mean, this girl hmm. has issues, but, uh, you know, she's, she's sweet and you're going you're gonna to be pulling for her. I mean... You know, she starts out in, in an asylum, you know, like a rubber room in an insane asylum at the very beginning. So, you know, you know, things have not been going well for her and it sort of only gets worse from there. So speaking of, yeah. of issues, can I choose Alice from American McGee's uh, adventure game? I guess you could call that an adventure game, right? <laughs> loose, yeah. loose, loosely. I, yeah. For it's just, you just play Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, no, but this is this is not Alice from Alice in Wonderland. This is yeah, no, Alice. Like, the Wonderland as you know it. This is sure. Alice. That yeah. that's a trippy, trippy, trippy game, and the character there. was super, super cool. Matt, I love you in a weird way, man. This you you have all sorts of all sorts of good insights. Where can we find you? Where can everybody find you if you want to be found? Let's just say that. No, no, I I'd love to be found. You know, um, I've done all sorts of weird things on the internet, um, but. There's really, on any social media site, you can just look up my name, Matt Aukamp, A-U-K-A-M-P. There's really usually only one of me. Um, the other one, the other Matt Aukamp that exists is in jail for something heinous that I won't mention on this podcast. Um, just Google it. That's not me. Um, but uh, maybe the biggest thing that I would want to promote is there is a podcast that I do sometimes. It's about old English folk music, uh, and it's called Every Folk Song, and uh, that's the thing I get the most feedback for. So go check that out. Every Folk Song. I talk about the history uh, and the, um, you know, uh, I, I trace old folk music through history and... Uh, find the weirdest and funniest and stupidest things about them and geek you want to remind everybody where they can find you on the road to 5,000 subscribers on youtube well no 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 i'm not i'm not quite there yet no although, although you you hit 5,000 fairly recently on the and road I, and i congratulated you on that thank you well. appreciate it well where, where can we find you uh yeah, you, you can find me on on my YouTube channel and on Twitter, where I'm uh, point and click geek. Uh, I just followed followed Matt on there. Um, he 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 describes himself as a real rascally imp, which I think is a really great uh, description. So if I didn't know who he was, I would have still followed him. You so, devilish you, devilish you, man. You concur with that? Huh? You concur that I'm rascally and impish so far? Well, no, no, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying it was a funny description. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know you well enough, really, to, to say one way or the other. I have to be rascalier to you. And Jack, tell everybody where they can find us and what's going on again this week in Adventure Game Hotspot. Oh, boy, yeah. I'm, you know what? I haven't really planned out this coming week. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of great reviews coming, including our... 
long delayed and cursed review of Return to Monkey Island. I still can't promise it this week, but it, it is coming. And uh, there's a couple coming from Matt if he ever finishes writing one. Um, but you know, we've got As Dust Falls and, jeez, uh, I can't even remember. And tomorrow we've got Lucy Dreaming uh, coming up. So nice. we've got Nine Noir Lives coming and Nightmare Frames and Immortality. So we've got a whole bunch of uh, game reviews coming. And that is at adventuregamehotspot.com. You could find us anywhere where there's social media is. All you have to do is Adventure Game Hotspot will come up. And if you are listening to this on podcast, please, if you liked it, please like it, rate it five stars. And we appreciate everybody for coming out. For Matt, for Adventure Game Geek, for Jack, I am Joshua. And this again is Adventure Game Hotspot Podcast. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care, gentlemen.